0: Hey guys, you are listening to episode... 18 of the True Voyage Soundcast. This is a weekly audio series available for subscription on the Soundwise app. If you're listening to this elsewhere, there should be a button or a link that you can click on that takes you to the subscription page. And I encourage you to subscribe and listen to this on the Soundwise app so that you can get regular updates from this soundcast and also ask me questions on the Soundwise app. And today I want to talk about how to read other people's energy quickly. So this is very useful in countless scenarios, no matter whether you're just talking to strangers at cocktail parties and trying to decide if you want anything more to do with them. Or if you're trying to make some more significant decisions, such as deciding whether to hire someone, whether to enter a business deal with someone, whether to date someone, whether to, you know, use them to produce service and buy their product or um, hire them to take care of your kids, you know, all sorts of things. It's very useful when interacting with people to be able to read their energy and know what they are about intuitively in order to guide your decision-making from a place that is the most beneficial to both you and them. So today I'm going to tell you a way to easily do this. It's very simple, but it does take practice like every other skill you develop. So before I tell you about the four steps, I want to tell you about the number one principle that I think is most important for developing any kind of intuition. And the principle is this. When you respect your intuition more, you get more intuitive. And I'll tell you what I mean. Because you know we are all getting so much information every day from different sources. and we've got a lot of intuitive information every day, whether you are aware of it or not. And the truth is, getting the information is really the easy part. What is not easy is to actually use the information to guide your action, to guide your decisions. Because you know, the biggest hurdle, of using your intuition is actually yourself. Because all of us, we have so many different you know, wants and desires, and we have fears and trepidations. There are certain things that we wish were true, but even if they are not, and we clearly intuition tells us that they're not. And on the opposite side, there are things that we just don't want them to be true you know, and also all these things, all these wishes and desires and our own blind spots and things that we cast into the shadow, they are the biggest hurdle in developing your intuition. So really, if you want to become more intuitive, you need to focus on starting to listen to your intuition more. Not not just focusing on you know getting the information, but actually implementing the information into your actions, actually make them useful. It's the same analogy, you know. If you are, you, if you are suddenly blind, then I'm sure you your hearing will be developed so much more. Why? Two reasons. One is because you focus on it, right? As any skills, you use it more, you develop it more. So if the same thing with your senses, if you rely on the sense more, you kind of get good at it, right? And the second thing is, because then you have to use it to make decisions that are actually at stake, right? If you really have to use your hearing as your primary sense on a day-to-day basis, then things are really serious. Then something is at stake. So you've Got to get better, otherwise it just won't survive. Life would be very difficult, right? So it's the same deal. If you want to be more intuitive, you actually need to start making decisions based on your intuition. You always hear people say, you know, something bad happened or things not turn out as they wish. They said, "Ah, oh, I wish I had listened to my gut feeling." I knew it. But you see, the thing is, that's what people do in most cases. It's like they get information, but they don't listen. Because again, we are our own worst enemy, right? We are the biggest hurdle ourselves. So then it's not really useful to get these intuitive information. And if you don't implement them, you will not get better. So the more you actually rely on this sense, rely on this as a resource of information, as guiding principles of your actions, the better you will be at being intuitive. So that being said, here are the four steps, four easy steps to read people's energy very quickly, usually in seconds, if you actually implement, if you actually good at this, you don't even even need to think about it. So the first step is when you meet someone, you want to extend love and blessing and goodwill to them. Before you try to get any information. Why? Because that will allow you to stay in a calm and centered and neutral space. You want to set the intention to be neutral and free of judgments about this other person, no matter their favorable or unfavorable judgments, because those are things that mess with your intuitive information, that clouds your discernment. So you want to be in a space when you are connected with that person, but at the same time, you, you're free from any kind of, you know, conscious or subconscious judgment about this person. And the best way to do this is to extend love and blessing to the person. Now you may ask, okay, Natasha, how do I extend love and blessing? Well, I can assure you, you already know how to do it. You can do it in your own way, in whatever way that comes naturally to you. Extend love and blessing to the person. Now, we can actually do it now. You know, think of someone. You don't have to be right next to them. Think of someone in your life and just extend love and blessing to them. as I'm doing it to you right now. There's no wrong way to do it. If you think you may be doing it, you are. Okay, the second step is very important, but actually pretty simple, is to ask yourself this question. What do I need to know about this person right now? Now this is a simple question, but it's actually quite deliberate. Because notice what I ask. I, I I'll say it again. Okay, what do I need to know about this person right now? Notice I mentioned need to know and right now, and what those phrases are, are they are filters of information. Because you know we all have different kind of intangible contracts with everyone in our life. Certain information we're supposed to know according to our contract with that person. Other information, we're not supposed to know because they're not relevant to this relationship. right? So you want to respect that. So you want to qualify the information as you're asking for information that you need to know, meaning it's useful to you and to the other person to this relationship right? And also you're asking for information that you need to know right now. You're not asking for information that you need a year from now or even a week from now. Why? Because we all carry such a long history with us. There's so much information about the person that you can know. Most of them are highly irrelevant to this interaction, to this relationship you're having with them. So when you make it more qualified statement, when you make your question more qualified, it's easier to get useful information. It's like when you're Googling something, say you want to learn how to build a desk. You wouldn't just Google desk, right? If you Google desk, you get all sorts of information about what a desk is, where to buy a desk, right? But those two information not useful to you. If instead you Google how to build a desk, then it's more likely you will get more useful information because you've filtered your question. They help you filter out the results that you don't need. If instead you get even more specific and you ask Google, how to build a plastic desk, then you will get another set of even more useful information, more specific to what you need, right? So if you want some specific kind of information, then ask specific questions. And that sometimes is very useful, especially if you're empathic and you get a lot of information. This is one way to not get yourself overwhelmed sometimes. So ask yourself. What do I need to know about this person right now? And the third step is to get yourself in a centered space and just listen to what comes up. You know, there may be words, images, and feelings that you get. And whatever you get, I want you to acknowledge its existence and not dismiss it no matter how ridiculous or irrelevant it seems because you know again i mentioned in the beginning the more the more you respect your intuition the more intuitive you will be if you dismiss the information you get as irrelevant or ridiculous why would your subconscious send you more information cuz it's not useful anyway you don't use it So I would acknowledge it as useful. At least think to yourself, huh, this is interesting. I don't know why I'm getting this, but this is very interesting. I'm sure it's useful to me in some way, even if I can't see it right now. That is a more helpful attitude than saying to yourself, ah, I must be dreaming. This must be just my imagination. Likely, more than likely than not, it's not just your imagination. You know, I was, uh, I remember a few years ago, I was at the conference and I met I, I met some new friends and I remember meeting this guy and every time I talked to the, to him, I always had this image of a red dragon in my mind. And I don't know why. Every time I talked to the person, I would see this red dragon. And I got very puzzled. I was like, what is this about? This is so ridiculous, you know. But in the end, I just, I couldn't, you know, help it. But I mentioned it to him. I said, hey, every time I talk to you, I just had this uh, red dragon in my mind for some reason. And I remember that person looked at me so shocked. And he said, wow, you know, that is my power animal. You know, that I've been trying to, you know, cultivating my relationship with my power animal, which is a red dragon for a long time. So my point is, you never know. Even information that you don't find useful, they are actually useful information in some way. And you may know it in the future so don't dismiss it. And the fourth step is to observe, you know, how you feel around this person. Now, because oftentimes, you know, what you feel around certain people is not just originating from you. It's not just your feelings. We all, you know, tap into Each other's energy field, each other's feelings, we all pick up things that are not originating from, uh, originated from ourselves, emotions and feelings and thoughts. And when these thoughts and feelings get together, they produce some interesting results. And so whatever you feel on a daily basis is likely a combined result of how you feel that's the feeling from yourself and also the information that you pick up from the environment from other people so sometimes it's it's not that easy to tell whether you whether that feeling you're feeling is coming from you or coming from the other person and most of the time you don't need to know right it's a, it's a, sometimes quite complicated to decide who's who's who <laughs> Uh, but you know, there's always this part that is you because whatever thing that you are feeling, if you're feeling them right now, you have the ability to recognize what it is. That means it's a part of you. Even if it doesn't come up every day, every second, it's still part of you. It's in you. So it's not completely someone else's, even if it's that person who triggered it. But still, how can you tell if what you're feeling tells you something about the other person? There is a, you know, useful way, a quick way is to think about, you know, do you feel consistently the same way around this person that you don't feel otherwise in other situations when you're with someone else or when you're by yourself? And do you feel the same way around people with similar background, professional, social, economical background, as that person that you're interacting with. If not, then it's likely that they are the one who's originating it. And that tells you a lot about that person. And all of that four steps that I just told you, first, extend love and blessing to the person. And set the intention to be neutral and free of judgments about them. And second step, ask yourself, what do I need to know about this person right now? Third step, acknowledge whatever information you get as useful. And fourth step, observe how you feel around this person. These four steps, it can be used not just when you are interacting with the person, face-to-face. It's also useful when you're remote, even if you're just, you know, seeing their picture or reading something they wrote or hearing their voice. Now, here's an exercise. You are listening to me talking right now, so you can actually do it. Ask yourself the question, what do I need to know about Natasha right now? from this interaction that I'm having with her and see what you get. If you get something interesting, email me and tell me about it at natasha at Okay. So this week's action step, very simple. I want you to apply these four steps that I just tell you about how to read other people's energy. On one person you interact with per day for the next week. And if you like this episode, I encourage you to check out my audio course, How to Get Anything You Want, a course on inner mastery, which is also available on Soundwise. In that course, I talk about a lot of practical strategies to refine your intuition, find your purpose and to make things happen in your external reality from a place of power. So if you enjoy this episode, I think you will enjoy that course as well. And that will be very useful to you. All right, that's all for today. I will talk to you next time.